0: Hey, everyone. Before we get into my chat with the winner of the first season of Canada's Drag Race, that's right. Yes, Priyanka is on the show. We are going to talk about Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, which is the home of Hot Dog Club, a.k.a. Donut Club, a.k.a. The Club That Cares. And that's a club you can join right now by going where? Going to Patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. So if you'd like to be part of the club that makes this show possible, head on over there now, see which reward tier works best for you, sign on up, and slide on into the Thunder Buns of Hot Dog Club. Now, there's been a few changes to the reward tiers, and I'm going to tell you about them. So on the ground floor, you have She Supports, that's the dollar tier, and that helps you to support the show, and you also get the new Revived Live from Lockdown. Yes, that's right, uh, a couple times a week, not every day, because I just can't do that, I've discovered, uh, <laughs> a couple times a week, I will uh, have little sort of informal episodes, kind of like the Live from Lockdown series, and they will just be telling you about my day, the things going on in the world, uh, the things going on in my plate, and my meals, and my fridge, whatever, whatever's happening in the endless hallway, all that stuff, that's Live from Lockdown. You know what it is. And that's available to you at the dollar tier. And then we move up to the $5 tier, which is she likes something on the side. Yes, she does, because she likes some bonus episodes, right? And that's what you get, full-length bonus episodes, really fresh, juicy bonus episodes. And then we move along to the $7 tier, which is, ooh, she's curious. And now that features the listener questions episodes. You know what those are, right? You've heard the uh, assembly of uh, samples of those in one of the previous episodes of the regular feed. You'll be hearing a couple more examples, a couple trailers, little highlight bits in the regular feed coming up soon. Uh, Recently, you heard the movie club excerpt with Peaches Christ and Cherry Torn. And that brings me to She Likes to Watch, which is the $10 tier. For the $10 tier, you get all the previous rewards, which is true of every reward tier. If there's one below it, you get that reward award as well. And so for the $10 tier, you get the movie club. You're ushered right into movie club. You watch the movies along with us. I mean, you know, not at the same time and not in our own places, because listen, we got to socially distance, right? And just like with listener questions, you add your voice to the conversation because you put your comments and questions in for me and my guests to uh, consider chat about and chew the fat over. And then above that is the She's In Parties tier because that grants you access to the weekly Hot Dog Club Zoom meetups. Those happen every Monday. They usually last a couple hours and they're a real highlight of my week and it's been a lovely way to uh, check in with everyone and see everyone and just start the week in a really positive way when it's not been very easy to, you know? So I want to thank everyone that's been in that and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone else that might join us in the future. And then we move on to... She's private. And of course, with this, you get all of the previous benefits, but you also get a private Zoom chat. And then we go on to She's a Producer, which gives you all the benefits from the previous tiers, plus you become an associate producer of the show. How exciting. And you also get some personal video messages about any topic you'd like, kind of like a cameo, and uh, maybe like a voicemail message to someone if you'd like, or a bedtime story read to you, whatever, something like that, we'll work it out. And that brings us to the toppermost of the poppermost, the most exclusive tier, She's an Executive, and with that, you become an Executive Producer of the show. And to that, I'd like to thank Brian Necht and Lindsay Rose, the People's Candidate, for being Executives. And with that, you get all the previous benefits, plus a whole lot more. Anyway, there's a lot more to check out, to digest, and to refuse, perhaps, on patreon.com slash craigandfriends. So head on over there now. And also, because I almost forget to say this most of the time, although lately I've been better about it, please hit subscribe or follow on your iTunes app, podcast app, Spotify app, what, any of the apps, whatever app you use to listen to the show, hit the follows and the stuffs. And also, please rate and review the show. Of course, a five-star rating is the most uh, sophisticated uh, of reviews, and you are a sophisticated crowd, so it only fits. Okay, now that we've gotten that taken care of, let's get into the Hot Dog Club presentation of my chat with Priyanka. A Russian ballerina, stomping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife, who
1: just got into scats It's whimsically. I'm um, good,
0: thanks. Lovely to see you. How are you, how are you doing? How are you feeling?
1: I feel good. I, I I'm asymptomatic. My I'm clear to go out to the world tomorrow. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate that my COVID journey wasn't as traumatic as a lot of other people.
0: I'm sure that must have been terrifying to get the uh, the diagnosis. Now, can you tell me what happened around the time when everyone figured that they had to get checked out?
1: Oh, baby, it was basically like. The way that I think it happened, I mean, it was all, it was, it's inevitable. Like we were all going to get COVID at one time. Um, And which is not true, true, but because I got it, I can say it. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. You can say there was no other way that that it could have happened. I can say it. Because otherwise you're going to say I wasn't careful enough or something like that.
1: I definitely was not careful enough. I mean, the way I got it, I was being careful. It was with Brooklyn. Brooklyn Heights gave me COVID. Yes. Well, she's, you
0: know, listen, she's all sweetness and light on TV. But as you know, just an absolute terror.
1: She is pissed that I am calling myself the queen of the North. So no wonder she gave me COVID. Okay. No wonder.
0: There you go. The the truth is coming out. Yeah.
1: Um. So I got it. She was technically part of my social bubble because we were um, on tour together Um But what happened was I did a photo shoot with her after she went to a bar last month or two Mondays ago now, and she got it from somebody and then I said the symptoms show up late. So you don't know if you have it or not until five days in. Yeah. She started feeling her symptoms on like the Saturday and I got all these text messages. And by that point I had already been out to another bar. I was Uh, hanging out with somebody. I gave it to them. It's all a big mess, but I'm, fully recovered now and
0: that's the important thing yeah and brooke's doing okay as well right i mean she can't taste or smell anything but you know
1: whatever she has no taste anyway <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> uh,
0: and i was gonna wait till later to talk about how we all know how vicious she was on the set but th- that's fine we don't have to get into it now
1: we can get into it we could talk about whatever you want
0: henny <laughs> well you know i like to do an intro for everyone so uh let me do that and the intro can come at any point in the show so this is a perfect time for it <laughs> She used to be referred to in certain circles as Canada's Hannah Montana, but then she blew her plum pum out and let it swing free on the drag race stage. Dear listeners, put your toque on and load up on Tim Hortons, because on this episode of Whimsically Volatile, we have the fabulous queen from the great white north, currently convalescing from asymptomatic COVID. Please put your hands together and help me wish a warm and wet whimsically volatile welcome to What's Her Name? That's right. It's none other than Priyanka. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, this music, right? Uh, ooh, it's so spooky, it's like Halloween edition Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly, this is the disco theme I song love it. to uh, Friday the 13th Part 3
1: I felt it, it was spooky, spooky, kooky
0: <laughs> Are you a big Halloween person? Do you, do you enjoy this month?
1: I love Halloween, I love, the, I love the way it makes me feel, I love trick-or-treating, even though I'm almost 30 <laughs> Um I love it all. I love Halloween. It was an, it was kind of like it's I've, every drag queen's first escape to drag. Not me though. I started drag on my birthday party, but um, that's what they say. Brooklyn started drag on Halloween.
0: Oh right, that's right. Now, when you did start, what was the situation? What was the first time in drags? Well,
1: the idea was put in my head at my birthday party. I was turning twenty six or twenty seven, I think twenty six. And uh, my drag mother, Ecstasy Love, was like, you should do drag. And I said, let me just give it a go, give it a try. And I took some, a couple months to, you know, try on some makeup, make sure. some contacts, get built up. And then all of a sudden, boom, Miss Priyanka was born on July 5th, 2020, which is my ex-boyfriend's birthday.
0: Oh, OK. On 2020, wow. 2020 2016, wasn't I it? I
1: meant to say 2017. To, Listen, it's okay. Know. Listen,
0: you were I have COVID, please. I know. Please. <laughs> I know. For, uh, forgive me. Forgive me for being uh, so praying. I know. It's cruel well now you're seeing the cruel intentions of my show. I, yeah. Yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> your show's so fun. I love your show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's so it's such a delight having you on. Thank you
1: about
0: Oh yeah, my pleasure. And it was a delight watching you on the, this season, and I'm looking forward to when you can tour again so you can come to LA.
1: That's right. LA L A <laughs> Yeah, I want to I I want to come to L.A. I love L.A. I've been to L.A. a couple times. Everyone's so cool there. Everyone's so relaxed there. Everyone's sure. just doing their damn thing and being just cute and sexy. And I'm cute and sexy. So I should be added to that.
0: Come join the fellow cute and sexy people.
1: That's right. Yeah, I'll be there soon. Don't you worry, little heart.
0: Now you're going back on the tour, right?
1: Back, back, back again. I'm announcing it Today. I have to get into drag to do a little video for it, but I'm announcing that I'm going to be back on the tour. I have, there's only one more date, one more stop, four shows to do. Um, also
0: known as the best date because you're going to be back. See, that's that's the good thing about it.
1: <gasps> you know what? Rita and Bobo are probably so pissed that I'm coming back, bitch, because I get to come back and be like, I'm the winner, baby! I'm the winner!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, thrilling to be the first winner of Canada's Drag Race, right?
1: It is the best. It's the best season to win of the entire show because not only is it the first season of Canada's Drag Race, but it was something fresh in the midst of all the Drag Race seasons that were already happening. Plus, because of characters like Lemon and characters like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman and characters like Mr. Jimbo, it was so talked about. So to be able to walk away the winner of this amazing, viral season of Canada's Drag Race is the win, honey. It's the win.
0: That's right. And that's a great attitude uh, to take from it in this time, because during this time.
1: Yeah, but I have to say, listen, 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 because of this time is why it was so watched and so talked about. No one was busy anymore. We all got to sit down and watch a little gay thing to make us happy.
0: And we needed it. We needed a little hour of joy.
1: We need more gay things.
0: What's the gay things like in uh, the Toronto there? Because, uh, you know, my, my parents are Canadian, so I have a special affinity for all things Canadian.
1: Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. You know, in Toronto, it's nice. Um, we're all locked away right now. Uh, no, actually, at the live restaurants are still open. Yeah. The capacities are lower, but everyone loves me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's perfect. What could be bad about that? I
1: will no longer be going out. Um, I have to kind of take a stand, especially because I got COVID. I need to like, I'm fine. I'm not contagious. I can't give it to people anymore. But I could still get it in. I think two or three weeks, I become re
0: susceptible or something. Yeah,
1: sure. Whatever the fucking word. I think that's the technical and, term. Um, yeah, the medical term. Uh, uh, sure. And um, and um, but everything's open. You can go and have a drink if you want to. But I have to say, I can go to an empty bar and have a drink.
0: Well, there you go. And what is your favorite drink?
1: My favorite drink is, uh, well, right now, um, it's uh, Vodka Diet Coke. Very weird, I know, but it hasn't always been. Let me, let me, let me sit you down and tell you about my drinking habits. Please,
0: please. I'd love to hear a history.
1: I love drinking. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Um, I love... Okay, so when I was like... Okay, so th- th- there's a journey. It started, and I was trying to avoid hangovers. Yeah. So I would drink double vodka waters
0: interesting you know vodka water is also brooks drink or was anyway
1: was was she's changed oh okay that girl has fame has changed her (laughs)
0: it's true you know it's true we're trying to protect her image and i I don't think we can do it anymore
1: where she gave me covid we're tearing it down today (laughs) um and um i uh also love um double vodka soda pineapples That's when I wanted to get it down faster because it was a little sweet.
0: Sure, and also pineapple is good for certain things.
1: It makes your semen taste better. Exactly. And you know what? When you're the only person tasting your semen, what do you do? Make it taste good.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. You got to think of yourself. You got to think of yourself.
1: (laughs) Um, And I also love um, now double vodka Diet Cokes. But washing that all away tequila is is what i love i love doing shots of tequila get me fucked up and get ready to go
0: you have a new love announcement
1: new well no i've always loved tequila because people was like oh yuck tequila and i'm like i'll show you bitch and i was just like <laughs> suck it back
0: well i like the trend in all of those variations that double vodka
1: double oh my god what's the point of a single get it in your body
0: <laughs> and you haven't had a drink this whole time when can you have a cocktail again
1: no, I haven't had a drink. I can have a cocktail maybe this weekend.
0: I think that's only fair. I think it's only right. A
1: celebratory. I'll give my body a couple more days to heal. Yeah. Even though the, med- the, med- the medics say that I'm all healed up. But I think I should, you know, who trusts those people anyways? Um, <laughs> it's,
0: never, it's never a problem to be too cautious.
1: Just let's chill for a second. Ain't nobody got to be getting shit face plastered <laughs> out of isolation, you know? Yeah. Co- slow, slow, slow down, girl.
0: Right, yeah, exactly, especially after this uh, enforced break, because uh, maybe your tolerance is slightly lower, so it'll only be like six or seven double vodkas.
1: You get me, you understand me, I always do.
0: have. <laughs> that's right, thank you. thank you for acknowledging. now, uh, you know, on the show, we talk a lot about your uh, horniness, which is great, very relatable. Now <laughs> I, have you, <laughs> uh, now, I haven't had sex since February 13th because of being terrified of various things and coming close to. Why tell
1: me why you haven't had sex. Well, cause, oh, because
0: of COVID. Yeah, because I've been scared of like, okay, well, and I've had a couple of, you know, really attractive offers that have been very difficult to uh, refuse, but it took me a while to even sort of get out of the apartment.
1: Okay. So have you, so, okay. So it's February, it's October, and I you haven't had sex in a while.
0: Yeah, a long time. Too long.
1: Have you been masturbating a lot, at least? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, loads. Yeah, loads. And have, loads. Loads. Load after
1: load after load. <laughs> load.
0: After load. After load. Yeah. Listen, you know, also, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to like, uh, you don't want to get rid of a uh, stamina or anything like that too, so you gotta make sure that, you know, when the time comes again, you know, you're ready for proper service. Not like, Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't had sex in eight months or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, and then you just like come and then you're too sensitive to do it again. Yeah, I it. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: exactly. No, no, no.
1: Been there, been there, been there. Yeah. Hun. I love a double comer. I'm always so shocked at like a double load giver. I'm like, Another one?
0: I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like it it really is. That's a unicorn. Yeah. And that's the vodka that you're drinking. For those not viewing this right now, that's there's a large tub of vodka. Large tub of vodka. But I like that you didn't acknowledge it. You just took it. Is
1: there a video component to this? Was I supposed to be in drag?
0: No, you weren't supposed to be in drag. But uh, so what I'll do is probably use clips from this for promo. Oh
1: great, use whatever you want. Hi
0: everyone. Hey, and then uh, at the end, we'll actually we could we could do the promo now if you want. Well, we could do the the real me. Yeah, it's the the real me. Yeah, what's her name?
1: Priyanka. And
0: this is the real one. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is the real me. Yeah. And welcome to my diary. You think you know, but you have no idea. This is the diary of Priyanka. <laughs> and
0: wait till you hear the revelations about Brooke.
1: Love her. Love her. Yeah. I really do. No,
0: she is fabulous. Yeah. It's always the I lovely know. ones that it's fun to say that they're secretly evil uh, backstage, yeah. you know? Because otherwise, yeah, the ones they're... we know that are sec- that are really evil, we don't like to talk about them.
1: No, but speaking of your horniness, I'm happy that you've been yes. spreading the loads around. Well, thank proud you. Proud of you, proud of you, kid.
0: I appreciate that, dear. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, also, uh, there's been a lot of FaceTime sexuals happening. So uh, I've been seeing someone in in England virtually.
1: What's their name? What's their name? Oh,
0: their name is Ada. Hi, Ada. Ada's terrific. Yeah, and we also chat like every day too. So it's really nice, and we've not met in person.
1: So that's hot. So wait, how does the how does the phone sex work? Do you like set up the cam and then just like jerk it?
0: Totally. Well, there's a few variations. There's this sort of spontaneous. Uh, we're on the phone chatting. We're talking about something else. And then someone says something kind of like, uh, you know, a little lurid. And then it, that's all I need. If I hear that or give
1: me some examples like what? Uh, I fuck you on a fucking fucking cock. I yeah. want your fucking cock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a remarkable. Have you been listening in on these calls? You have, haven't you? I mean,
1: you? I'm everywhere. Call me now, as <laughs> they <I would> say.
0: <laughs> you do your research and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh it'll be something like um it's not even like what are you wearing? It'll go straight to filth. It'll be like something about your asshole or um, or maybe we inv- in- uh, invoke a third person kind of thing a scenario. <gasps> oh, yeah. What are you mean oh like um oh our blonde friend is here you know that kind of thing oh oh yeah oh look wait see i'm I'm getting the decency alarm uh what is that no it's someone from arlington mass i don't know uh and i'm not answering that i should have had that off so forgive my lapse in professionalism forgettable uh so yeah so it'll be like oh my our blonde friend is here so sometimes the play Ah. involves uh like multiple other partners and all that kind of stuff
1: Oh, y'all freaky, y'all freaky, you like group
0: sex. Well, and you know, and the funny thing is, I've never had group sex, but I'm sort of in the last two years, I realized I'm queer, not just, so I like a lot of things, queer or Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she's very into the kink, and I like that, and I'm kind of leaning into it, and so I've always been fascinated with it, and now it's maybe like going to happen, so perhaps maybe eventually my first threesome is around the corner.
1: Want to say something? I'm so proud of you. Listen, being sex is a vulnerable thing, and you being able to go on a sexual journey and be open to try new things—why the fuck not? Get your rocks off.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also, I feel like a, its fun being a bit of a late starter uh, to the yeah, the, all that it, stuff. Is, so it is. So let then it plunge is, in. Is, is. When did you uh, first have sex?
1: I lost my virginity to a girl named Ashley in grade eight. It was fun. Having sex with with women is beautiful. It's so much easier than having gay sex, first and foremost. <laughs> um, um, there's nothing like hearing a girl moan while you're just fucking her. Um, sure. However, due to being born this way, I am a gay man and I love having sex with, with men. Having sex with men is, oh Lord, it's so much fun. <laughs> um, but I had sex with three women, four women in my life so i'm not a gold star gay okay sure um and now i have sex with men only
0: was it a sharp cut off once you discovered the joys of the male
1: there was a crossover period where i was i was um having sex with both i was also like as like the same as you it's just all all a journey right it's like why not no exactly who cares if i'm attracted to you if i'm attracted to you let's just fucking have sex yeah whatever i'm not you know at the time i wasn't r- r- relationships that were monogamous so who cares live
0: i couldn't live. i couldn't agree more and if it wasn't yeah. for the uh COVID terror i would be a little bit more active and i'll get back to it you know what i mean we're gradually working our way back into uh
1: we're working our way back to yeah, the crack
0: exactly and that's that's what it's all about working your way back in
1: what are you drinking is there alcohol in that
0: uh it wouldn't be great i should say whiskey but it's iced tea
1: Iced tea,
0: okay. Yeah, no, just iced tea. I Actually, I'm not a drinker. I like other things, like psychedelics and stuff, but I'm not a a drinker. It doesn't agree with me. Even though my parents are Canadian, so that doesn't make any sense, right?
1: Not at all. What kind of psychedelics do you like?
0: I love acid and um, shrooms sometimes, but I find shrooms can be kind of a uh, more complicated, potentially dark journey. uh, Very
1: much so hit and miss.
0: Yeah, exactly. How about you? Do you like any of that stuff?
1: No, I'm not a big drug person. Um, I just like drinking.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: Drugs I'm I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about drugs. I've had like people around me die because of drugs so I'm oh. very scared and I don't want that to be my legacy because even if like you do like one bump of bad code you could die and then it's like i guy so yeah. it's okay <laughs> right that's not fun
0: drug addled like there's always like a new yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: washed up kids TV host <laughs> overdose
0: <laughs> well especially with the, the, the former kids TV host you really got to stay away from certain substances I be
1: careful yeah, yeah, yeah I'll just keep drinking
0: perfect and uh, that's that's acceptable for Canadian TV kids hosts America they're working on that now now, yeah, uh, the show is called The Zone. Is that right?
1: It was called. It is called The Zone. It's still on.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So they're still waiting for you to come back, and maybe you'll make a guest appearance.
1: <laughs> I would love to make a guest appearance. I think it's kind of the right thing to do at this point. Like I know what why they're holding back. Like what the hell's wrong with them?
0: No, I know. I know. But I
1: quit over a year ago. It's been it's been a year since I've been there.
0: You had a lapse in confidence, understandably, in the middle of the show because it's a very high stakes, high pressure situation, and then you had a little uh, bad run of luck. That must have been quite something to uh, get into that. Were you uh, all um, questioning the choice before that? Or was that the first time that you sort of were in the shit?
1: That was the first time. That was like in that, it was episode seven. It was the pageant episode where I was like crying and shit. That was the first time I ever questioned it because I was able to be so good. Like even when I was in the bottom of that Smash game, I killed that lip sync. So whatever, fuck everyone. <laughs> but then, you know, when life wants to humble you, life's going to humble you. And that's exactly what happened. I, I, I don't want to say I got overconfident because that's well, that's not ever how how I am or who I am. Sure, but there is something to to be said about like you think you're fine, you think you're safe, and then you get something to really like jolt you and f- fix you up a little bit. And then I was like, okay, well, this is what I need to you know work on and be better at. And I was like, shit, I quit my kids' TV job to be here, and I I fucked up. This sucks. This really sucks because I was like, I'm gonna have to leave here being okay with placing fifth or fourth or whatever or sixth and and that's my, my that's my time on drag race like that's a hard pill to swallow
0: sure like you said your legacy if, if that's how your mind works and you can see like sort of ahead. You know, you can map it all out and that doesn't help for catastrophizing.
1: No, exactly. I mean, I was very scared and I didn't, I had no plans on telling anybody on Drag Race that I quit my job to be there. I never did. I didn't want to be that girl because it's always so annoying. Like when someone's like, I quit my full-time job that pays my bills to be here. I'm like, no, why would you do that? <laughs> That's crazy. Do that, idiot. Oh my God, you're not that good at drag, man. Um, so for me to have that moment was like a true moment of vulnerability for sure. We
0: do have those things in life. You know, it's not like a giant catastrophe, but they're the things that humble you no matter what, even if you're not being overly confident. You know, I mean, this whole year could be a good uh, example that in many ways. So it's all about how you you rebound from it. Not that it's easy to do that all the time, but uh, how long was it until you started to feel back to where you were before that crisis of confidence?
1: In TV land, it was the week after when we had the makeover challenge because I had somebody who was my makeover subject be a fan of mine to be like, You were in the bottom? Huh? Like, what? Like, what do you mean? You? you? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they were like, well, listen, back home in Toronto, we're all like rooting for you. Like, there's no other winner but you. So, you go win this crown for for us. Then I won the makeover challenge. That was my new, like, breath of fresh air that I was like, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Fuck this. Fuck the judges. Fuck everything. I just want to have fun.
0: That's the key to getting out of your head. And it's lovely, too, that you got a reminder of uh, having a fan there.
1: Yeah, I was very lucky. So back to sex stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: When was the first time after the crisis hit that you uh, that you had sex? How did you approach it?
1: After the COVID crisis? Yeah. Oh, ooh, so you're assuming that I've been getting pounded. You
0: expressed uh, a little bit of a shock at my lack of uh, pounding or, <laughs> or pounding. So I assumed from that.
1: Poundee. <laughs> um, I um, met someone that I'm currently dating that I've been Ooh. having
0: sex with. Wow, is this breaking news that you're you're in a thing? You're in a dating thing?
1: I think <laughs> <laughs> I think fans don't care. Like I fans don't, like fans are just like we don't care that you're dating somebody, bitch. Like we still want want you. Like those boyfriends boy fans are very aggressive. Yeah, um, yeah. which I fucking love. I'm like, come get this cookie, honey. <laughs> exactly. Um, this doesn't mean stop. Hey, in the Priyanka world, in the boy world, they just do what they want to do. Uh, but yeah, no, I am dating somebody who's an amazing guy and we're having sex. It's great.
0: That's fantastic. Where did you meet?
1: We met on a patio, actually, at Cruising Tango's in Toronto, and um it's cute
0: i'm really happy for you that's wonderful and i it's think everyone cute. will be happy for you as well
1: everyone loves everyone loves the dating story why not that's what happens. i i told everybody that i wasn't gonna date anybody during this whole thing <laughs> and then all of a sudden i meet somebody like oh shit <laughs> oh christ yeah it's always
0: like that though you know you, if you're like out like i gotta find someone to date it's not really gonna happen or you're gonna end up saddled yeah. with some some creep you write it off and look what happens
1: Exactly. So I don't know. I'm just taking it day by day, living my life, being me, not losing my, myself.
0: Yeah. And, and then uh, I'm getting the sense that once things are a little bit looser in terms of restrictions or, or health concerns, that uh, that doesn't preclude partying
1: or <laughs> having fun with other people we'll see there's lots of conversations to happen every relationship is different so we'll see
0: that's okay so that conversation has not happened yet but probably will okay now is this is this indicative of your prior relationships have you uh sort of been a little uh
1: i've never had an open relationship i'm also a very jealous person so i don't know how i would get there i also don't know like i'm open to it yeah i'm an open-minded human being honestly um But I have a tendency to get jealous because I've never been in something long enough to to solidify a really good foundation. I think in relationships, if you could build a good foundation, then you can be more open to more sexual things without getting jealous because you know that you have your foundation to rely on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, what about, uh, have you ever uh, had a threesome?
1: Because we revealed I have not, so... I love these questions. I have had a threesome before. Um, I love sex. I think sex is so beautiful. I love experimenting. I love just all of it. Bring it on, the sister. Um, but I have, yes, I have. I've had a threesome. I think I've had a foursome too. There's been four people in the room.
0: Fantastic. That's great. I don't
1: love them, but they're fine. If I'm like, if I'm drunk, bitch, I'm turning the party into three threesome. But if it's like a sober threesome, I'm like, this awkward. This is, I'm like, somebody's the favorite, the favorite in the room.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing. Um, well, and, and the situation I'm planning at some point, it would be like sort of uh, us against the the world, if you will.
1: That's what I I always said that even before my my, my current partner, I was like. If I'm going to be having three subs with my partner, that person who's stepping in is our treat, not like not (laughs) like we. It's a double. It's a tag team,
0: bitch. Right. They're they're our guest. Our guest.
1: Be our guest, <laughs> right? And we
0: love to be uh, very hospitable hosts and all that. But it's
1: uh, you know it's oh, a, yeah. a defined We're in this together. We're both going to pound you. <laughs> you don't. It's it's not a one sided situation.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So when was your first boyfriend then? Uh, and actually, let's let's scratch that and say when was the first time you were with uh, another fella
1: i love these questions they're Good. so great um i um the first time i ever ever met a boy his name is dan he's australian it was a grinder hookup he i downloaded a grinder on my phone very secretly i was in the closet still and i remember him coming over for a blow job and i didn't even i was so nervous oh, oh sure. my god yeah and he knocked on the door i remember checking through through the peephole and just seeing this beautiful Australian man outside my door, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, Did a Hemsworth brother just show up? I was like, oh, my God. He came in. We, we chatted. He was immediately charming because of that fucking accent. And uh, we just talked and talked and talked. We didn't even have the hookup. And then we had the whole thing be like, oh, like should I come back like later? And I'm like, uh, Oh my God. I had to, I remember having to go to like a family get together and like at the family get together from seeing him and then seeing him again. I was like, my heart was beating in my ears. I was so nervous. I couldn't even eat.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then finally I met back up with him and then we dated for a couple months. It was really, really great. It was a really fun relationship because it was my first one. Yeah. There, there was something about like being in the closet. That was really fun. There was something about like, there's this secretness to it all that was great. Sure. That then ended up, that then ended up being quite damaging because now when, you know, a partner isn't like being like more open with me, I I get insecure because I'm like, you know, your first relationship really damages you in, in many ways. And uh-huh. then he uh, had to go back to Australia, but didn't tell me he was going back to Australia. So he just up and left and never came back.
0: Oh, that's always good for the amb- abandonment stuff. That's great.
1: Oh, I have some abandonment issues that I work through,
0: and that's just it,
1: isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that just the way it goes? Isn't that Next just the dance. fun
0: part of things and stuff? Yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's also the fun, too, of being isolated, too. It just aggravates and chafes all those little things that we uh, we work on and struggle with. That uh, that your logic is like, no, 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 that's not how it is. But the, like, the animal part, or some say the inner child, is like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm going to run with this. Yeah, you mentioned being in the closet and as you talked about on the show, uh your dad didn't know until you announced on the show. Yep. So, what was the uh response like afterwards?
1: I mean, he's cool with it. Like he's he's stomached it now, right? Like I mean, he's lucky. He he had his son come out on national TV. He has all these people praising his son. I win the whole show. He really gets the easy way out. I feel more bad for the people who like don't get that storyline, right? They get the yeah. storyline that like their dad still doesn't know, or their dad or mom like is giving them a hard time. Like m- in my world, it's fine. My dad knows. He's comfortable. I get to go home, and everything's normal. But I just feel bad for like the other people out there. It sucks.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. And um, yeah. you know, we've seen many times on drag race too where there's people whose families have not you know there's there isn't the happy end of the story
1: yeah exactly I, I just want people to like use my story as like a confidence boost to come out to their parents but also know that like it's a chosen family around you that really matter sure because that's the tea it is indeed what was growing up like Growing up was fun. I have three brothers, Steve, Mike, and Chris. They're amazing. Um, I always definitely felt like the odd one out, but I never really cared that I was the odd one out. I didn't have a phase where I wished I was better at sports and wished I was on sports teams because I was very jealous that my brothers would always get new clothes and new shoes. They're smart outfits, too, those. Uh... They're great! Like a nice, colorful jersey, a sensible pants. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Rugged shoes, you know
1: rugged shoes they get to be around boys all the time um so there was a little bit of jealousy in that in that realm of 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 things but it was fine i was able to express myself my my parents understood that i was different and they let me kind of express that i did want to take dance classes and they said no but that could have been a financial thing i don't really blame them for it but because i get to dance all the time now sure um but growing up was fine. I definitely was like, had all my girlfriends, they'd come over and we'd like dance around in my room. But even then I was still like in the closet because like, you still have to have like your aha moment where you, it's one thing to like act out the stereotypes that what being a gay man is, but it's another thing to actually fully realize that you are attracted to men, to sure. the same sex. Like that's a whole other journey all in itself.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, it was very sort of like late in the game for me to realize that I liked both things or all things or however you want to describe it or define it to grapple with that when you're younger, too. It's a, a whole nother thing.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely really weird. I mean, I didn't really come to terms with it until my 20s. So it was, it was quite nerve wracking. I think the main thing that held me back so much of coming out was I was worried that I wouldn't get jobs because I was gay. Like every single year it becomes more and more accepting and there's more representation. But even like five years ago, people were nervous to come out as gay because they didn't want, which is weird because like I'm a kid's TV host and like, we're so flamboyant and blah, 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 blah. But even in that space, You just don't know. You're so scared. You think that your problems are are the biggest problems, right? Well,
0: yeah, and it's hard to gain any kind of other perspective on it because you can't really talk about it with a lot of people or at least people that would know the situation. And I imagine that must have been a lot of pressure uh, being the host of a kid's TV show. And how did that come about? I think
1: someone has knocked on my door. Hold
0: on. Yeah, let them in. We love special guests.
1: I mean, I can't let them in. I'm in isolation. That's right. It's a test. Hi. Oh, look at all these things. Oh, this one, I need a signature. A signature. Okay, cool. Huh. There you go. Thank you. What'd you get? I've am going to open like a sex toy.
0: <laughs> That'd be great. That's this is the right show. Hold on. Hold on.
1: Hold on. There's always a card. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Priyanka, thank you for taking the time to participate in our orientation. You've definitely made us stand out and put us on the map of fantastic colleges. What's your name, winner? Where's this from? What fucking school is this from? First of all, thank you for much. Congratulations on being Candace. Enjoy this O-week. Oh, they sent me a
0: check. Hey. I love that school. That's the best school there is.
1: Oh, Innis College.
0: Were you doing the rounds in like a virtual orientation or something like that?
1: I could have. I might have been. Where's Innis College? Let's see what the city says. Toronto? (laughs) Oh. I did a panel with Lemon and Kind from the show.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Everything makes sense now. Oh, my God, look at all these things. Aren't you so jealous of all my gifts? You know, I am. One day, I'm going to send you a gift. Don't you worry. Oh,
0: thank you, darling. That would be lovely. Oh,
1: magnets, magnets, stickers, tattoos, all of it.
0: And they give you a fanny pack as well. They gave me a fanny pack.
1: Oh, this is from Bedell. He was actually one of the special guest judges. He made me a a onesie. He made me a special onesie. Thanks, Bedell. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm no, back, it's, back, fine. I'm back. it's fine.
0: It's fine. It's uh, fine. It's nice to see uh, the gift giving in action and the appreciation flowing in from all corners. Some kids
1: messaging me. Doing a podcast. Brb. People are interested. People, are, people have things to say, things to do, people <laughs> that, to see. That, I am back. I'm so sorry that that took so long.
0: Don't worry about it. No. I always like an unexpected uh, twist in the show. I've sometimes gotten to food deliveries. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that happen. I want to talk about the, the kid show. So we we're talking about it must have been a pressurized feeling uh, on top of the already difficult thing of just being in the closet and accepting all that stuff. Then you're hosting a kid show. Was there any kind of like vibe around the office or the shooting thing that was uh, any type of homophobic... um,
1: Yes. Yeah? But the homophobia came from a gay person because he was trying to protect me. It was internalized homophobia because he grew up gay. He's an older man. He grew up gay in the TV world, and he had to hide his sexuality for a long time. Sure, yeah. And then... I didn't understand it until recently, like why he was the way he was. I was so annoyed. And I was like, this doesn't make sense that my gay boss is being this way. But then we, I had a really good heart to heart with it. And he was like, thank you for calling me me out when I was being this way, because I should have been that way towards you. So it wasn't like homophobia in like a way that I need to file like a human rights complaint. It was just, Sometimes you have to understand that like it's not like they let me do it. I was able to do both, but there was just some struggles along the way.
0: A lot of times now, um, people take a a, a tremendous offense at things that elders do um, without maybe looking at the perspective or the context, rather, in which they grew up. Uh, And it's not to say that it's uh, okay or excuses or makes okay the behavior or what they do or what they say. But I think it, it does help to consider a time that they were in, that they were coming up in.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's hard when, when you're going through it. Cause I basically told them, I was like, listen, bitch, I need to know if you're fighting for me or fighting against me. If you're fighting against me, this is a different conversation. And, and then their tone switched because then you get into uh, uh, other issues. Sure.
0: So addressing it head on kind of made it. Made exactly.
1: It addressing it he- head on and actually like showing them how serious the issue is. Like, be careful of your words, bitch, because they will come back and get you.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Look, Bumble knows
0: you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, hi. Um, This is Brooklyn Heights, uh, the Queen of the North. I am a big fan of the show. um, And I was just sitting here, and something just popped into my head, and I just didn't know, so I thought I would ask, are you gay? Because I can't really tell, and I can usually tell, but I can't tell with you. So, um, yeah, let me know. Bye. Bye. So you must have been performing or interested in performing at a very young age.
1: Yeah, all the time. I always wanted to be Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Sure. Always, 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 always. So yeah, the kids TV was a good outlet for it because I got to do like raps and videos and dance a a little bit, interview people, which I loved. I got to host, I got to improv, I got to do so many different things. So it kind of did lend itself hand in hand with drag. Sure. And drag race. It was the perfect training for drag race.
0: When was the first time you remember watching drag race?
1: Uh, season nine was my first season I ever watched. And I was absolutely like taken. I was like, this is cool. What is this? Be, I, don't know, I wonder what this show is, but that was before I even started drag. So there was not even the thought of me wanting to do drag yet. Do
0: you think that Drag Race kind of influenced the decision to do it or?
1: No, it actually didn't. It didn't. It, it, it was my like genuine love for drag going out to, to the bars and watching it. Like the TV drag didn't, it wasn't until I started doing well in Toronto that it started to become more of a reality that, hey, I could work really hard and get uh, get a visa and and be on the American version. And then they announced Canada's drag race. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus.
0: (laughs) One less trip to the offices, which is nice. Yeah. Exactly. Now, when you started going to the bars, what were the bars that you were going to?
1: Uh, Cruise and Tangos, Woody's, O'Grady's, The Drink in Toronto, all these different bars had so many. So I was watching drag all the time. I loved it. I just couldn't get enough.
0: Uh, Do you remember the first show that really sort of grabbed you?
1: I don't remember the first show specifically, but I remember the first performers, Ivory Towers in Toronto. Me and my friend Amanda w- w- would go and see her all the time. And then we'd start to go out on like odd days because like Ivory w- w- would be there on all like the main days, like the Saturdays and the Fridays. And then we started to go on like Sundays and Thursdays. And then we got introduced to Ecstasy Love, who is now my drag mama. Mm-hmm. And just watching her perform, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so fun.
0: Now, how long was it then until you started doing the drag? Because I know that it's a fairly meteoric rise, right? It was about uh, only f- uh, about four years very from the start quick, to yeah. Very,
1: I'm I'm only in three years now.
0: Oh, three years. Um, yeah. That's my math skills. So there you I go. I think
1: I moved to the village in May, 2016. Did a whole year not being a drag queen in oh, this okay. area.
0: Yeah. And, and the village is, is, is the village, that's the name of the neighborhood or is it the nickname? The name
1: of the gay the gay area. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, um, a year later, so it was like a year of me like partying, getting to know the queens, getting to know the bars. I would be like, Pride would show up and I would just like walk into the gay bars because I'd know all the security. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it was so that 2016, I moved down here to 2017, I started drag. And then 2020, I won Canada's Drag Race. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, forgive me for making it four years. It seems like an eternity. How dare you? <laughs> Again, you're seeing the sort of sinister undertones that power this show. Um, okay. So what what was the first number that you did? Because we kind of talked about your first look, and, and you displayed a, a sort of interpretation of that on the show with the Stevie Nicks sort of inspired uh, yes. look.
1: Yes. So that is... Uh, okay. So I actually... Uh missed the assignment i didn't realize it was first time in drag i thought it was like send us photos of your first couple of times in drag <laughs> oh, sure <laughs> so that was actually my third time in drag the one that i did on the tv show but the first time i was in drag was i did a beyonce song freedom dress and it went into venus by lady gaga there's no connection in the mix there i don't know <laughs> why i chose that but i was just giving it my all i practiced in my living room i just made it happen
0: yeah well, listen, uh, the spirit compelled you. That's the only reason you need to fuse two of those songs together, right?
1: The Miss Cleo spirit compels me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> call her now, honey.
0: Call her now. Call her now.
1: Or don't. Or don't, or, or don't call her, honestly, because that call is so cheap. <laughs> that well, call. Yeah. I don't know about that call, honestly. That no. call is, woof.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the prediction was definitely different, I think, if you did get in touch <laughs> with her.
1: The call declined. The <laughs> call declined. The call declined. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't call. Don't call.
0: Did you have another character that you were thinking about doing?
1: I was thinking of doing Miranda Sings. I brought her, but I was so fixated on the West Indian thing that I wanted to do it. And then that's what happened. And then I done fucked up. I done fucked. I'm happy. I did bad in snatch game though. If it sent me home, we, we'd have a different conversation. Yeah. Right now you probably wouldn't even want to interview me, like, Who's this, this top eight bitch. <laughs> um, but, um, I'm happy it
0: happened. Well, listen, there's a long uh, history, a legacy of terrific performers who have tanked Snatch Game. Of course, Brooke.
1: Brooke is a good example of that.
0: Which leads me, of course, to your fabulous Celine Dion uh, looks and uh, lip sync.
1: Fucking nailed it.
0: You did. And are you a big Celine fan in general?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but I love, I love her.
0: The other thing I loved was your Ali lip sync. In particular, the miming of the percussion bits, which I think also floated yeah. Ali X's boat as well.
1: I love that because that was so. The I Drove All Night is very fun. It's very gymnastics. It's very drag. The Ali x one was, I'm more proud of that one because that was just me being me. Like, that was the full realization of me just being like, fuck this place. I'm going to nurse my drink and untuck, get a little bit of bu- bu- buzz going on and just perform the fuck out of this song. And that's why I had so much fun doing it.
0: Yeah. And what was your drinking on Tuck? Did you have like, do you put a selection Vodka. Of, yeah, well, there
1: they, you go. They, they, gave me, they gave me vodka. Yeah, they gave me vodka. There were some days where that drink was stiff, bitch. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I said, oh, she's a little buzz right now.
0: <laughs> what other uh, stuff do you listen to? Uh, you mentioned Beyonce.
1: I love Beyonce. I love Chloe and Hallie. I love uh, Emily King right now. I listen to just so much Beyonce. This morning I was listening to Beyonce singing my little heart out. Yeah. Um, I like listening to The Pretty Reckless. I'm on a, I'm on a Taylor M- Momsen kick right, right now. I love listening to Gaga. I love listening to, it's hard listening to like boy music because we can't, well, we can perform it if we want to, but.
0: I know what you're saying. Like it's sort of yeah. what you do sort of then kind of influences and dictates what you're likely to listen to.
1: Exactly.
0: Have you gotten into Rina Sawayama?
1: No, what's that? Oh my that? God. I'm you're going to fucking right love
0: Rina Sawayama. She's so good. I that? r-i-n-a
1: r-i-n-a and then an s about it
0: oh great perfect yeah
1: what album do you need to listen
0: the to the album Sabuyama.
1: oh it's the only one here
0: yeah well she has a couple of eps and those are great too but this is her first album and it's really a fantastic journey the entire thing it's one of those full great albums the styles are all over the place so yeah i think you'll enjoy it and um there's some high camp in there too
1: love that shit I'll throw it on while, while, while I repack for, for for this tour. All my shit's everywhere in the apartment right now.
0: Now, how long have you been at that apartment? Since 2016. You were on the, the kid's show for how long? Seven years. When you started going to the bars and stuff, did you ever have any worry that you were going to be sort of seen and outed during that time?
1: I was. I was seen quite often. I was like, are you Suki from YTV? I'm like, yeah, like, wow, you're here. It almost like made for a safer space for some people that were seeing me there because they're like he's just like us and that was a really good moment for like a lot of people which is why i was so happy to be able to like share that i was both like priyanka and ytv suki because it gave that like normalcy to people like oh i can come out do live a double life too like it's normal now
0: yeah right yeah Are any of those uh, clubs on Bloor Street? I was in Toronto uh, briefly, and uh, I was amazed at the length and breadth of Bloor Street and the clubs
1: there. Yeah, Bloor's amazing. Bloor, more in the west end, has better bars. They have, like, I think it's shut down now, but what the fuck is it called? Clinton's? Clinton's is a good bar. Uh They They have a shit ton of bars down Bloor, but I live closer to Church Street. There's a lot of bars on Bluer and Church, but on Church Street is all is all the all the fun gay bars. Okay. Which you should come to one day. I would love to. Once we nap, we nab COVID. We're almost at a year of COVID. Isn't that wild? I
0: know it is. It's insane. And although I find comfort in that because I was talking to uh, Ada actually, and I was like, okay, well, let's say it's six months from the lockdown initially. So that's we're that far into it. So that means that we're closer yeah. to the end of it.
1: Hopefully, yeah. We
0: always kind of like reframe things to try to. Think of the uh, think of the positive, and of course, and you're in in Canada with a, a leader that uh, people don't hate, so uh, that's good.
1: Yeah, they're okay with our leader. We have like in Ontario, we have like um, a Ford, a Ford, Doug Ford, isn't him Doug Ford? Yeah, Rob, Rob was his, br- his brother. Oh, his I guy. remember.
0: Yeah, Rob, the uh, the party guy.
1: Party guy using <laughs> meth and stuff. Uh, and then we have Doug Ford, who's his brother, who's just as much of a fucking idiot. Like all their guidelines are so stupid and doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to fix this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But It's tough. Politics are are hard, honey.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, so to your uh, West Indian heritage, um, what was it like uh, growing up? Sorry. what? Eh. This happens, uh, you know. What, what am it I? Doing? Happens. It happens. Our
1: brains are shutting down. That's
0: what it is. It's the COVID fog, and and my uh, the <laughs> fucking and I'm on ADD meds. That they, the there's a shortage of proper Adderall. So like the generic one I got, not so good. Uh, not eh. working that well. Yeah. So uh, I'm meds free this morning. Uh, oh,
1: let's do it. Come on, ADD.
0: <laughs> Come on, work your magic, ADD. Work, ADD. Come on, ADD. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, you mentioned uh, representation, and of course, representation. Yeah. Your uh, participation in the show and winning it, I think, is a very significant moment for Drag Race in general.
1: Yes, I think it's amazing. I mean, being West Indian in general, like there's not a lot of like Guyanese people that have one thing, so I feel very proud to be that for a lot of people. There's so many people like me. There's so many minorities, especially in Canada and in the U.S. and everywhere. And it's nice that there's I've won such a mainstream show because I can just be left. Be that for people, which is amazing because now they can go do it too. It's amazing. Like the the support I get, it's it's setting up a safe home for people. Like That's what what I love. I love that like, you know, even before Drag Race, I would have a lot of brown people come out to Cruising Tango's to watch me to be like, oh my God, it's so cool that like Priyanka's here. I love that.
0: Now, what would be the uh, breakdown of of race at the clubs?
1: 85% white, 10% black, 5% other. Mm Mm-hmm. If if that
0: recently we heard a lot about the stuff in Chicago that was going on. And Yeah,
1: that with, was wild. I was like I was watching the town hall, bitch. I was like, oof,
0: oof. What was the general vibe like at the clubs there? Was it friendlier? Because it is Canada.
1: You know what? Like it is friendlier, and like a lot of the POC queens are the headliners here. When it came to the audience, there was a race issue. They were they were able to celebrate a person of color performer but they weren't they weren't treating each other correctly in the audiences there was a there was a an incident that happened at Woody's where I asked a brown guy his name and a white guy yelled out his name is Jeep." and I was like oh is that your name and he's like no my name is Adam and I was like how are y'all how are y'all just so blatantly racist? But then I had a flashback. I, I I was so proud to be gay and so proud to be out and about. But then I, I thought uh, uh, to my experiences in these bars before, before drag. And I was like, oh, my God, before I was a drag queen, I was treated this exact same way. I just never saw it because my mom didn't raise me to see it. My mom didn't raise me to say people are going to be racist. People, my mom was like, walk into the room and act like you all own it, bitch. So I never thought of it. Yeah, yeah. So seeing it as a drag queen firsthand made me realize how many people I need to help.
0: Now, what about seeing people that look like you uh, in media beforehand? Do you remember? Nobody.
1: Nobody. Yeah. Who? Who? Nobody. Because even a show like The Mindy Project, beside her was three white guys. Right. Right. You know, like yeah. even it, it's just it's tough because they want to get the brown girl her gig, but they also have to cast a bunch of white people around her to make it more relatable to, to the girls, which I get, which I get. We all want someone to relate to. Every show has different kinds of representation. Not everything has to be a Spice Girls. But yeah, we're we on to something here. We're on to something.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you're certainly making a, a mark in that. What about your feelings of uh, seeing movies like, I don't know, if you saw Short Circuit? There's a lot of 80s movies that are really problematic with the Indian characters.
1: Honestly, like of course they're offensive and of course they're bad. At the time I would laugh at those jokes. I'd laugh at everything because that's what we were told was comedy. Now, obviously we have to be more mindful of not setting up these stereotypes because not all Indian people talk the same, not all Chinese people talk the same, not all Chinese people talk the same. So movies back then I give them some grace. That was comedy back then. Even movies 10 years ago, I sure. give them some grace. That was comedy that, in, in that time. Does it make it okay? No, but we have to like keep educating ourselves. Cause if you stop learning you stop growing. Am I right, kids?
0: That's right. I'll answer for the kids. That's right. <laughs> but let's talk more fun sex stuff.
1: Love fun sex stuff. Love.
0: Fun sex stuff is fun.
1: One time, the first time I ever bottom, he tried to shove it in without any lube and I fainted.
0: Oh my God.
1: I would faint. It hurt so bad. I cannot. Oh. Uh, it, it turned me off of bottoming for so long. I was like, I can't do this. This is too hard for me. I will not.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. Now, my first time bottoming, uh, the person almost just tried a little bit of spit, and I went, oh, no, 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 no. We're using lube and and condoms. That's what we're doing?
1: Yeah. Also, like, hookup bottoming is not the same as, like, boyfriend bottoming. Right. 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 boyfriend bottoming is a safe space it feels good every time hookup bottoming is hit hit miss bitch. Like, <laughs> i'll never like walk away I mean, there's a little bit a couple of times but usually half the time i walk away being like that was not worth this the booty hole poundage i just got no
0: <laughs> so do you uh prefer generally in a hookup being the pounder
1: Yes, in a hookup I like I like being the top. I mean, even generally I prefer to be the top, but I'm more of a verse. I'm more of a verse person but. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't like to say no. I don't like to say no. Like <laughs> just try things. Live in the middle.
0: So polite. I'm going to just
1: try one thing. Yeah,
0: Canadians, look, if you're looking for a hookup, it's go for the Canadian because they just Go for the
1: Canadian. Yeah.
0: They want to make sure everyone's having a good time and there's no problems. What was your worst grinder meetup?
1: My worst grinder meetup is one time this guy came over oh my god he looked so great in all his pictures i opened the door he reeked of six cigarettes and just like sat on my couch just talking for like two hours i was like (laughs) i fucking hate this yeah i fucking hate this i also had like one bad grinder hookup where like i just like was attracted to him and then immediately i wasn't like all in five minutes
0: oh yeah those are really weird especially when they're at your place
1: yeah but I'm happy I'm happy now that, that I'm in something because I am not to put up with that bullshit anymore. I have a consistent I have a consistent dick that I just love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that
1: dick. That's a good dick.
0: Now, what's uh, what do you do for dates? Because now we, you know, it's kind of compromised in terms of places you can go. I know that maybe the restrictions are different uh, in Toronto.
1: Yeah. Like in Canada, we were able to go out for dinner and go to the bars and stuff, but now that we both both got COVID, I think all of our dates are gonna be we're gonna have to get creative. Sure board games you don't know what the my, my my friend lisa who lives in la told me to play like strip poker no strip poker but in the form of like pink uh beer pong oh yeah where you put like a bunch of shots in the in the in the thing and then on the bottom of the cup there's something it's like like you don't necessarily have to take off things but like go over and like eat his ass for 20 seconds go over and suck his dick yeah go bite his neck like you write on the bottom of the cup Oh, and that leads to sex. Oh my God, so fun. It's perfect. Drinking and sex
0: all in one activity. I think you've got it.
1: There's nothing like drunk sex with somebody you're into. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, it's the best. Get a little bit loose and you're like, baby, my favorite is like when you're at the club with somebody who you're into and you don't give a shit. Like you guys just see each other in the room and that's just it. I love nights like those.
0: Yeah, so you're full uh, pro PDA.
1: I'm pro PDA in the right situations. Like- I don't see why you should be ashamed of this person you're seeing. Like, put your arm around them, hold their hand, show them that they're yours. There's nothing wrong with that. There is time and place in terms of like kissing and making out and stuff. Like, like you're allowed to put a hand on them and have a conversation with somebody.
0: Whatever. Yeah, but and also at the you know at the bar or something like that, making out, great.
1: Yeah, maybe not like a restaurant table.
0: Well, maybe certain restaurants, but you know that's that's all uh, a case-by-case basis. I do miss uh, being at like precinct and just making out with a stranger. That won't happen for a long time, but uh, we'll get back there.
1: No, making out with strangers will happen for a long time. There's, there was one stranger who I made out with, and I will never forget this stranger. He had a denim jean jacket on and was behind me while I was watching a show at Cruise and Tangles, and I turned around and I said, can I kiss you? And he's like, yep. Yeah. And then we just had this beautiful makeup, like hold the back of your neck and pull you in, and like kind of like lift you off your feet a l- little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe.
0: Yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time for sure.
1: Oh, fuck the boners! Just bing!
0: <laughs> well, and also, there's also that semi not illicit thrill, but because they're strangers and you're in a public place, and it's kind of you're in a. Like well, I was
1: a- talking to my therapist about this. a lot of couples have troubles hooking up like later into the relationship because they're so used to creating a hookup like. Mentality to a lot of their hookups, so it's like they have to find a way to recreate that feeling with their partners. Is that interesting? That's very
0: interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A, a lot of associations can sort of trip you up later on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but you've not had any of those issues. You're all full steam ahead, and we can appreciate that.
1: Full steam ahead. Just give it to me. I'm worth it. When did you start seeing a therapist? I love therapy. I started seeing a therapist uh, when pandemic first started, and then I started seeing him again during when I started to lock down things with my new boy. I suffer from a lot of um, relationship anxiety because of abandonment issues and because of past relationships. So sure, I'm all for I'm all for working on your problems. I love it.
0: I am as well, and although I have to get back into therapy, which is funny because I'm a big proponent of it, but I have not gotten back into it. But there, I've gotten a reference or a referral to a great online therapy uh, person. Good.
1: Love, love, love. My my guy is so great. He's also gay, so it helps. Like he gets it. Yeah. Like he understands hookup culture, yeah. he understands you know being abandoned. He gets it, so he this there's that relatability that that I have with him. I have, I have a I have a therapy session on Wednesday. I think love him, love him, love you, Doctor Alex.
0: Doctor Alex, we're big fans. Uh, yeah, my friend Gabby uh, said something about how, the importance of if you're queer to have a queer therapist.
1: Yes, because then you're not put in a box,
0: right? Or explaining stuff like you don't really want to be like, oh well, here's how things work in this world that I'm in. So they need to kind of know it offhand or at least yeah, be near it.
1: I agree. They have to know it already, yeah.
0: What about films and TV? What are some of your favorite things?
1: Um, I l- I'm rewatching watching all of Scandal right now. I fucking love that show. I have to get my VPN because Criminal Minds is on the US version and I want to get Criminal Minds of Netflix. I love Criminal Minds. I love scary shit that just scares the shit out of me. <laughs> um, it's like serial love, killer stuff and all that. Are you into love that? serial killer stuff. I'm such a creature of habit. So, like, that's why I'm rewatching Scandal. Sure. I want to rewatch Dexter. Oh, my God.
0: I love Dexter. I love Dexter. Although, um, I think I left off. Uh, I have a few seasons to catch up on. The last one I it saw didn't was. end strong. Th- that, see, that's what's kept me from going back to it. Because when I hear that, it's I tough, go. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. The, and the last season I saw was so good. It was the Jimmy Smith season. Yes. And that was Is just. That- Incredible. Wait, Jim, wait. Uh, Jimmy Smith's Which... played like the high powered, uh, like I think attorney who was just like Dexter. And um, I'm trying to remember. Jimmy Smith's was, uh, in... was that season two. No, no, no. Maybe season four. It was right before the John Lithgow season. It was, um, you didn't see John Lithgow. No, I did not. <laughs> Is was... that an interview over? Okay. I, I understand. I understand you have your standards and, uh, you know, I failed them. So
1: Something is wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> well,
0: you're starting. So to you learn.
1: saw season three. You saw seasons one, two, and three. You didn't watch four. Season four is the best season of TV you will ever watch. Okay. Well, listen. Of any of any show.
0: Any show. All right. Well, I'm sold. Period. I'm a big John Lithgow fan. Oh my god,
1: it's so good. And John Lithgow's. <laughs> I'm spinning out. <laughs> I'm spinning out. I'll have to watch that. Okay, what show do you recommend that I should see?
0: Well, so I've watched almost exclusively shows from the 70s and 80s during this time. I find, especially a couple months ago, I needed things that were nothing to do with right now. So I... uh, Here, let me show you. I have a prop. The Complete, Cagney, and Lacey. Is it good?
1: I feel like I wouldn't like that. I would not like that. There's no way I like that.
0: Listen, go with your gut, okay? Well, it's a cop drama. It's two ladies, and it was the first tv show with uh two lead female characters playing cops and it kind of influenced all the other cop shows to come and they deal with the issues of the day and all that stuff it's pretty gritty and uh you know go with your gut if you don't feel like you're gonna like it you're not gonna like it okay fine. but it's on amazon prime so you know you might check it out but don't watch season one because it's terrible start with season two
1: i'll give i'll try one episode okay i'll give you one okay if i don't love it we're never talking again.
0: Okay. That's a, that's a gamble I'm willing to take because uh, that's how much I believe in the show because I, I wouldn't risk that sort of thing. I, I value our, our connection too much.
1: I yeah, will... you will.
0: <laughs> I also love horror movies, though, so I'm going to be probably delving back into those this month. Are you a horror movie fan?
1: I love horror movies. They're so fun. But they miss, they're so hit and miss, it sucks how inconsistent they are. They're either really bad or really good.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's true. There's really no middle ground for horror movies, although
1: I love a really um, terrible one. I love House of Wax with Paris Hilton, that remake.
0: You know, I haven't seen that. So this is good. I'm getting some suggestions for stuff to but watch. But I
1: wonder if I would enjoy it now. Like, I loved it so much as, as a kid. Like, Jeepers Creepers, I loved, but I rewatched it. I was like, what the hell is this garbage?
0: <laughs> that happens a lot with favorites from childhood, for sure. Yeah. What was the first movie that you were, like, obsessed with as a kid? scream oh okay
1: i was so young but i was so fascinated by like watching something that i shouldn't be watching so i like loved it it was all i thought about
0: you and trixie mattel both green we actually we even did a movie club together about that i do for my patreon page i do uh movie clubs which if you'd ever like if you ever like to do one you're more than welcome
1: do you watch a movie and talk about a movie?
0: Yeah, yeah. We just watch, it. and then I uh, have the listeners watch it, and then they send it in comments and, and questions and all that stuff, and then we read them and react to them, and then we talk about the bits we liked in the movie, all that kind of thing.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm in. Sign me up. Fantastic. I do it one
0: time sounds good. I'll do one. Hit me up on Twitter. I will. Hit me up on
1: the Twitter, will ya?
0: I will hit you up on the Twitter. Is there anything you would like to talk about?
1: Um, I feel pretty happy with this. You talked about so many things. All the sex questions, my favorite.
0: I am hoping that we're not leaving anything out of the sex questions. Because-
1: I honestly don't think so. I feel like I've told you enough.
0: <laughs> I think I told you a fair amount. I think so.
1: You did. I'm happy. I can't wait for, to hear the stories of when, when you meet your partner or whatever it yeah. is
0: yeah well yeah we're, we're looking that's at gonna it. be
1: wild yeah. like it's it, like it's gonna be very weird it's gonna be ver- it's gonna be very like seeing somebody for the first time that you've only seen on video like even like when i go from like even every time i see my partner now i discover something new so i couldn't even imagine like Building a relationship virtually with somebody, then seeing them for the first time, I feel like I have sensory overload.
0: I know. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think it's going to be wildly like, overwhelming. What do they
1: smell like?
0: I can't wait to find out.
1: When are you going to see them? You can fly to the UK. You're allowed to.
0: Well, I can't. They actually might fly here in January, <gasps> which would be, I know. I'm really excited about that. And oh my I, I might be going so to authentic. visit some friends for like a couple of weeks. I got to figure out if I'm driving or flying. They're in San Francisco, so it might be you know a short okay. flight, not so bad, uh, which is be good because I've really been almost totally by myself. Uh, although I found that uh, two and a half weeks is about my max, and then I got to. I have to see someone. So, um, uh, right, 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 right. I actually might be meeting for drinks with someone this week. So that's, that's good.
1: Love drinks. Love drinks. Try, try a vodka, die, coke for your sister here.
0: You <laughs> I'll order one for the table. I'll pour a little bit out because, you know, you're in another country. But, uh, yeah, uh, another country. It, it'll be fun. And I'll definitely, uh, keep you abreast of, uh, Developments on that for sure. So she might be coming in January and then staying through my birthday, which is Valentine's Day, of course. I mean, that makes sense, oh, doesn't it?
1: Valentine's Day, lava, lava.
0: And when's your birthday? May 28th. Okay. Well, wishing you a very early happy birthday and a belated one at the same time, because it's a big year for you. Big year. And it's been a big episode for me. And uh, I've really loved chatting with you. And I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, this is
1: fun. I can't wait to do our movie club episode.
0: Fantastic. Me too. And uh, of course, for those listening, you know where to get that patreon.com slash Craig and friends. Well, this has been lovely, Peronika. And uh, thank you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love you. I'll miss you in the meantime. Same here. Bye.
0: Once again, for more, and I mean a lot more, lots and lots of stuff and plenty of things, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and friends. Check out the reward tiers, see which one works for you, and then sign on up, slide on into the Thunderbuns and of Hot Dog Club and support this show. All right, love you all and talk to you soon.